This is Seattle's Morning News. Dave Ross with Colleen O'Brien. New York's Attorney General Letitia James has thrown the book at Donald Trump, at least in terms of his financial practices. Let's consult with former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Our conversation is sponsored by Madrona Financial Services. This is a civil case, so it doesn't involve um, any jail time, although there may be some criminal referrals. But I see that the the Trump organization has already fired back, saying Donald Trump can basically value his properties any way he wants, and banks went along with it. And if the banks go along with it, there's no violation here. So what about that? I, it's not true that being able to point your ability to get a loan from a bank means you didn't commit fraud. All it means is the bank didn't see it at the time they approved the loan. So to back up a step, the Attorney General of New York is accusing the Trump Organization of a pattern and practice of overstating asset value. In other words, trying to make their real estate look more valuable and other assets look more valuable for two reasons. One is apparently it was important to Trump to tell the world that he was getting richer every year, uh, whether it was true or not. And secondly, you can borrow more against collateral that's worth more. So in the 200-page complaint, the uh, New York Attorney General lists dozens and dozens of instances where they allege the Trump Organization overstated the value of assets. You want me to give you an example? Yes, please. My favorite one is the example that says they claimed that Mr. Trump's personal apartment in Manhattan is 30,000 square feet in size, when in fact, it's only 11,000 square feet in size. But if it if they claim it's three times as big, presumably they can claim it's three times as valuable. Well, apartment size so, matters in this society. You know that, right? <laughs> uh, correct. I, I guess it does, at least to, to lenders, it certainly does. That's right. <laughs> now, here's another example from uh, page 34 of the complaint. It involves a building in Manhattan called Trump Park Avenue. It's a residential building. Basically, the, the allegation is they claimed it was worth six times more than it was appraised at. Now, there can be a gap between appraisal and actual market value, so let's allow for some, some flex there. But here's the key allegation in this part of the complaint. They're saying a dozen of the residential units in this building were rent-stabilized. For listeners who aren't familiar with New York's rent control laws, um, you know, a certain number of units in a building can be rent stabilized, which means that, you know, you can't raise the rent, they're rent controlled. But it also means that you can't count them in the value of the building because they can't be sold uh, individually. There, mm-hmm. there are all kinds of regulations on them. But the valuation that the Trump organization used uh, simply ignored the fact that a dozen units in this building were rent stabilized. And that means, by the way, their market value is estimated at $750,000. Instead, uh, they were effectively valued at millions and millions of dollars as part of the, the value of this building. So this is an, a specific example of where the New York AG believes they found asset inflation and, and essentially fraud in stating the value of a property. Hmm. Now, according to Trump, None of the banks he did business with lost money. And I know from my own experience, if I want to take out a loan against my house, the bank's going to do its own appraisal of my house. They're not going to take my word for it. So yeah. so how, do, how does she make these charges stick? It isn't clear because all we have now is a complaint. It's important to emphasize that. These are the allegations of the attorney general. She'll have to prove them in court. And uh, she'll have to have a lot of evidence to do that. So presumably she has evidence backing up her assertions. And 
with uh, this many allegations of fraud, she's going to have to have a lot of evidence. Are cases like this common against people who are not Donald Trump? I think there's a lot of prosecution of financial fraud in this country. When I was attorney general, we went after many people, and we being sort of the larger we, AGs across the country, and U.S. attorneys and others went after lots of people who were inflating asset value, who were committing fraud to obtain home loans. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it actually is pretty common, although on this scale, yeah, not so common. This is a war between the attorney general of New York, who Donald Trump accuses of being a racist. She's an African-American woman, by the way, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and the Trump organization. And this is the same organization whose former CFO has already pleaded guilty to tax fraud. Yeah. That had to do with hiding income he was effectively receiving. It'll be interesting to see how much cooperation there is. You know, in this case, by Trump organization people, but his folks seem to be pretty loyal to him, and they they clearly are convinced they weren't doing anything wrong. It was interesting that President Trump himself, who was forced to go through a deposition, only answered one question: "Is your name Donald Trump?" He said yes, and then he pled the Fifth Amendment four hundred and forty times right. to every single other question. So there, you know, Trump is a street fighter. Uh, he knows how to use litigation. He's been sued countless times. He doesn't lose very often. So I would say the uh, New York Attorney General has her work cut out for her. At the same time, she's been working on this for she you know, her staff, who are very professional, very experienced, have been working on this for three years. And the fact is that the Trump Organization you know, has a lot of property and a lot of transactions. And so it's conceivable she's got the goods on him. We'll have to see. Former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Dave.